Hi, this is Jeff Christensen. You're listening to the new Warehouse Podcast. And my safety tip for today is get people away from moving all of that heavy stuff and material handling and give it to robots. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas. From the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I will be joined by Jeff Christensen. He is the VP of Product at Seagrid, and he's going to talk to us all about Seagrid, what it is they do. He's also going to talk to us about the new Palion Lift AMR um, that they recently come out with, as well as their Fleet Geek Analytic platform so he's going to tell us all about that stuff and why it's so important for the industry so jeff welcome to the show how are you i'm great thanks for having me kevin definitely happy to uh have you on connect with you and learn more about seagrid so how you been doing i guess this week with promat dx what do you what do you think so far well, it's uh, it's obviously an unusual show this year, all being virtual, but I think it's still a lot of great news in the industry. We've also had a lot of great contacts with customers and potential customers and you know everybody's talking about automation these days and mm-hmm. and and you know what it means for the supply chain, especially what's happened over the past year and how important that is. So yeah, it's 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 always a great show. It's great to catch up with with people and and talk about automation. Definitely, yeah, yeah. It's been uh, interesting on the virtual platform and everything as well. But it's good to hear, you know, you guys are seeing value out of it still as well. So, so why don't you give us some information about Seagrid? Tell us what what is Seagrid? What is it you guys do? Let it, let our listeners know. Yeah, so Seagrid, we automate material flow with software and mobile robots. It's just as as simple as that. And the the reason that we do that is that we see uh, a much better future in in material handling and how we move stuff in the in the world. All of the stuff that you know we as a society make, buy, ship all over the all over the world. 
we see that as being much better once it's automated. It can be more, much more fluid and, and far safer. And we see it as a way of, of elevating human potential into something that is far more interesting that they can be doing and, and put the, the dangerous work in the hands of robots. Mm, definitely yeah 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 very interesting there and kind of tying back to your your safety tip as well you know about not lifting heavy items and i'm sure we would all love to have a, a robot do that for us all the time right so that'd be, be a great thing if we can get to that that future so right now you guys are offering amr solution called palion mm-hmm. the palion lift amr so tell us about the there's the new one right so how how does the tell us about that you know how does it work and and what's What's the goal of that solution and how does it help the customer improve their operation? Yeah, we have a whole uh, family of, of Pallion AMRs. So mm-hmm. we move pallet size loads. So think, right. you know, 1,000 to 10,000 pounds moving around warehouses and manufacturing facilities and, and things like that. And we're doing that every day. We're, mm-hmm. we're the most proven navigation solution for AMRs in the market. We're, we're approaching 5 million miles of, of doing this in customer facilities. So, wow. so the whole family of those vehicle products all navigate the same way with this sort of market leading tech of how we do that. Mm-hmm. The lift truck is the, is the newest one, as, as you mentioned. So the Pallion lift adds to our our family of vehicles that move all of this heavy stuff. So tow tractors moving rolling stock or carts around, yeah. pallet trucks that are uh, all ground-based. But of course, not everything is based on the ground, right? There's a, there's a whole third dimension out there in the world. So there's lots of loads that are on, on racks and lifting tables and conveyors and work tables and all of those things. And so we want to expand how many workflows we can automate mm. because, again, that well, it makes the economic payback better for customers, but it also, you know, achieves some of those safety goals that we have is that the more we can do, the safer people are in their workplaces. So the lift truck is going to expand the scope of the types of applications that we can move and getting into, you know, some of those, some of those lifting things. So if you think of, you know, most, most people in sort of the general vernacular think of, powered industrial trucks. They actually don't think of that term. They just think of forklift, right? right. Forklift yeah. is the is the thing that is in everybody's imagination. And so that's really what we're talking about is a forklift with a computer as the driver. Okay, definitely. So the lift side of things, so you talked about, you know, you guys have the, the regular AMR offerings from 1,000 pounds up to 10,000 pounds. Now this, this lift, talk to us a little bit about maybe, I guess maybe for the person that's hasn't used AMR, is not so familiar with AMR. I guess the initial base AMR, you're really just shuttling pallet size loads around in, in your case. And, you know, what what additional functionality does, does the lift add to that? And what does it now make you able to do? So so an AMR in, in general is all about navigation, right? So so a real self-driving robot, autonomous mobile robot is, is, is what AMR stands for. So, you know, that means that it's going to navigate, drive around, do all of those things. So what the lift is going to do is if you think at the, the very base level of, you know, what a robot will do in material handling, like an AMR, mm-hmm. you have to pick something up, you have to move it to where it's supposed to go, and you have to put it down where it's supposed to be. And that's really, that's really about it. Now, the roboticists out there will, will shudder at how simplistic I'm making the whole thing sound, since all of those <laughs> things are really hard to do. But, but in its essence, that's really what you have to do. So the load acquisition or the picking it up 
you know, with a forklift, that means that I can now do that if it is at height, if it's mm-hmm. if it's on a table or on a conveyor or or something like that. And if it needs to go somewhere where it's brought to the ground, I can then, you know, take it from height and put it on the ground or vice versa, or take it from one height and put it to another height or things like that. So it's all a question of, I want to make sure that the robot can do the work based on how the operation is currently running. Like we don't want customers to have to change how they position their materials or where they put them or things like that in order to accommodate what the robot can and can't do for them, Mm -hmm. right? The robot should be able to do it as it is. This is sort of come as you are automation, right? I should be able to have my, my operation running as it is with my, with all of my material in the places where I want them to be for my other processes and things like that. And the robot should accommodate that. So the, the pallium lift is going to allow us to engage, pick it, pick things up, put things down where they're supposed to be, whether it's on the ground or, um, or up off the ground on, on one of those things. And so it just expands the, the scope of what it is that we can do. Mm-hmm. And then if you think of how the robots work together, you know, then you have interoperability where I can, you know, pick something up with a lift truck that was on a rack or on a conveyor and then put it over and put it on top of a cart and then have a tow tractor pull it, you know, a mile away from the warehouse location to the point of assembly in a factory or or things like that. So now I have robots that are working together interoperably. And now I'm really starting to build a system sort of from the ground up using using mobile automation. And that's that is definitely the direction that the that the whole industry is going. And now a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Supply Chain Mavens. The past year has been full of fascinating and complex supply chain news. From shortages and forecasting challenges to issues with COVID-19 test components to the never before seen speed to market of the vaccine. In the past year, logistics and supply chain professionals like you have been nothing short of miracle workers. Supply Chain Mavens helps your team to continuously improve by developing tailored training solutions to enhance your team's competencies so they can successfully work across all aspects of supply chain. They offer exam preparation for the coveted APEX Certified in Logistics, Transportation, and distribution designation, as well as education and topics across the supply chain. Visit them at supplychainmavens.net slash new warehouse to learn how they can help you advance your team's performance. That's supplychainmavens.net slash new warehouse. Now back to the show. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's kind of taking that, that next step. So I guess for some, some perspective, how high can the, can the lift go? So people kind of understand that. We'll be back after a quick break. What's the new warehouse without a warehouse? I'm excited to let you know that we have expanded our 3PL fulfillment services beyond our micro fulfillment center. We can now handle all levels of e-commerce fulfillment needs as well as transportation, B2B distribution, FBA prep, and much more. Thanks to our partnership with Xperia Global, we can service you from the port to the customer's porch. Reach out to me directly at Kevin at the new warehouse.com for all your fulfillment and logistics needs. The first version is, is going to go six feet. Okay. 
And, and that's really us based on the, the sensing and the things that we're going to do first. And then, you know, we'll, we'll expand out from there. So the first version of it will be at six foot height, which does a lot of these, you know, well, low lift applications. And there's a lot of that out there. Again, conveyors and work tables and all of that. That's all, that's all below six feet. So that, that adds a lot of flexibility. And then we'll go higher after that. Okay. So, so there are plans to go to go higher as well in the future. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So uh, the sky's the limit, right? I guess you could say. <laughs> or maybe the ceiling's the limit. The but ceiling, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the ceilings keep getting higher on the warehouses too, you know, so. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> so now, so now behind the scenes, I mean, with this, with all this technology and these robotics going around in operations and kind of in the overall um, supply chain ecosphere, you know, there's a lot of analytics that are being generated and also driving the decisions to to kind of guide where these things are going and what is the next best task to do and things of that nature so so you guys have a platform called fleet geek so tell us a little bit about fleet geek and what exactly that is yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so Fleet Geek is sort of the the tongue-in-cheek name for, you know, the analyst that's going to do this work for you mm. and tell you how the robots are doing their work in support of your operation. You know, you, you mentioned something earlier of sort of the the interoperability of the robots as being the next step forward in this and I, and I think that that next step theme is is coming across in a, in a lot of ways and data is is certainly one of them. Right? So, and I and I see that the discussion around data in the industry and with customers is a great sign of maturity of the robotic space mm. because we're talking less about you know how the sensors work on the robot and is it real or is it just a lab project and you know is it out there in the real world that was what it was like 5 or 10 years ago and now we're really talking about business value you know, how fast is my economic return going to be on this? And that's where you get into data. So the, the, the Fleet Geek product is taking operational data and bringing it back to customers, sort of what I think of within the window of action, right? So it's not me telling you like, oh, well, this was what last, last month's numbers were, you know, and now there's really nothing you can do to change those because it was last month, right? So that's, right. it's all looking backwards, right? You want to have a view that's in real time. This is sort of like when companies talk about uh, key performance indicators, KPIs, right? They have some outcome metric measures, but really what you want to focus is on the input measures. Mm -hmm. What are the things that will then drive uh, the outcomes that you want? And so we take those those operational um metrics and data and present them back in in effectively real time right i'm not and i'm not talking real time in a computer science sense of mm -hmm. within nanoseconds but you know within several seconds or maybe a minute is you know is effectively real time in an operation is that i can know you know in the middle of my shift am i hitting my numbers do i have my throughput do i have any unexpected delays, you know, in that one back corner of the warehouse, or is my third shift not keeping up or like those kinds of operational questions, I want to know those in real time. So how it works is that the the robots themselves, they of course are doing all of that heavy lifting and moving around like we were talking about, mm -hmm. but they're also collecting data about everything that they're doing while they're doing that. Right. So you can sort of think of this data as exhaust that is coming off of the robots as it 
as they're doing their work. And we're collecting that and, and funneling it through, you know, into the cloud, into, into analytics tools, and then presenting those immediately back to the people operating right there on the floor so they can see, you know, where, where am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. where, where am I on my, on my goals? Am I hitting it for this shift? What can I do to sort of tweak and tune the knobs? Because as you're moving from manual operations to automated operations, there's all sorts of process change, right? And we still have, it's still a hybrid environment. We still have lots of people there. They're interacting with these robots. There's, you know, there's, you know that the, the these warehouses are incredibly dynamic places. Everything okay. is moving and changing constantly. So you really want to be on top of that and make sure that you know your adoption is up, that your people understand how how they all work, that they're working together well, and you know at the end of the day that you're hitting your numbers. So that's what Fleet Geek does. That's why it's that's why it's there is to help people with that ramp up curve as I'm getting into it, adoption of automation. That I'm, you know, I'm getting what I thought I was going to get out of it, and that I can really tune and optimize my whole operation. Definitely, yeah, yeah, and I think that the analytic side of it is one of the the most important things because you want to know that you're you're optimizing and utilizing the technology in the in the best way possible. So, so I'm curious, you know, with the when a customer goes to implement AMR solution with the Fleet Geek analytic platform. You know what? What are some of the like immediate wins that they can expect from an implementation? Well, the the immediate wins clearly you're going to get. You know, we talked about at the top of the show the safety, mm-hmm. right? So you're going right. you're going to get safety wins when going to automation, yeah. but but really you're focused on throughput and therefore economic savings that you're going to get out of that. So it's it's the throughput. Am I am I hitting my deliveries? And it has to be in the vocabulary of the operation, mm-hmm. right? This isn't, you know, what I would call low level robot telemetry. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what the temperature is on the third core of the fifth CPU inside of a robot. Like that's, okay. that's low level technical telemetry that t- tells me nothing about the value of what I'm getting. So we, we aggregate that data and put it in the context of the value that you're trying to run in your operation. What applications am I running? What workflows? What are the tack times of those workflows? What delivery expectations do I have per hour or per shift? Am I hitting those? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I have you know unexpected delays? Right? Do I have you know there are three aisles that have been blocked because we got a last last minute delivery that was unexpected and it came in the dock and no one knew where to put it. And so they blocked three aisles and nobody knew about it. And so suddenly we have, you know, delayed throughput. These things happen, right? right? But do I have clear visibility of it? And do I have visibility fast enough that I can do something about it? Right? So I don't wait. Oh, oh, well, the end of my shift, I wonder why I didn't hit my numbers. Oh, it's because of this. And I didn't know about it three hours ago when I could have done something about it. Right? So Mm -hmm. that real time feedback. So, you know, you said immediate wins and I, and I, I take that uh, very literally immediate yeah. meaning like we get, we have these, you know, we'll bring in the robots and, and I should say before the robots even show up, mm-hmm. you know, any, any vendor that is, that is in the AMR space. And, and certainly we do this and we really, really lean into it is we send industrial engineers out to all the customer sites and we're going to map out the routes and we're going to know the tech times and we're going to compute the, the expected ROI and all of those things well beforehand. So it's all well understood of exactly what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And then, you know, the robots come in 
And, you know, you can have them up in a matter of an hour or two, Mm -hmm. you know, starting to run in the production environment. And then, you know, so that immediate feedback can be, you know, day one kind of feedback. And then you can continue to iterate how you want the robots to run in order to make them work better and better each day. That's really the goal is that, you know, tomorrow is better than today. And if you do that kind of continuous improvement, Mm -hmm. well, then sky really is the limit. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing to know because especially in, you know, warehousing space, people want, they want to see the benefit right away. You know, it's hard to, I guess, look at the long term because with warehousing distribution and fulfillment, you know, everything is just happening so rapidly all the time and you want to be able to improve rather quickly. So, so I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, what, what do you think is, you know, kind of the next big technology that's going to to impact the the warehousing space and have you know kind of really push push us forward into the into the next wave of technology i think it's going to be a coordinated flow mm-hmm. i i think of i actually think of secret as a material flow company not not a robot company mm-hmm. I, I mean we build robots but it is for the intention of this flow of material in the supply chain and i guess i'm i'm seeing these sort of different layers of, of products and mobile automation that build on top of each other. And the robots are the first layer, that physical autonomy, moving all these things around and the interoperability of them. And the next layer up from that is the, is the logical of, well, which robots should go where, when, and why, and how do I, how do I tell them what to do? And how do I make sure that my workforce is, you know, understanding how to operate them and how to interact with them? And how does it tie into my WMS and all of those sorts of logical layers. And then there's that data layer on top. And we've talked about one aspect of the data layer, which is Fleet Geek and reporting back and operational metrics and things like that. But there are future things that are using that data layer. So imagine that that future that you're just mentioning that says, okay, I have all of this data. And now instead of me as a floor operator or as a, you know, a shift manager or something like that, deciding this is exactly how I want to move my product or, or, or things like that. What if there's an AI that's deciding all of that and mm-hmm. understands, you know, the collection of all of this data and understands your overall demand cycles and, you know, understands the congestion within your facility and how best to move things. And if that can then incrementally improve every day, you know, through machine learning and things like that, now my flow is getting better each day, not just my movements getting better each day, incremental sort of transactional things. So I, I see it as a as a holistic system that is moving in that direction, that this data is is not just going to you know, show us a nice chart of how we're doing in this shift, but that data is then going to drive all of the decision making mm-hmm. and and all of the flow of that material. And I think that's where we're really going. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good point because, you know, like you said, you have so much data coming in and then you're going to have all these different inputs too from different technologies and you, and you want to make sure that everything is flowing together properly to keep keep everything going through and keeping the throughput up and and making sure that overall you know you're you're accomplishing uh what you need to do which is essentially get a, get a box out the door uh, we're, do, we're doing a lot of stuff just to get a box out the door you know but 
<laughs> but there's an awful lot of boxes to get out that door. I know so. that's right. So so we got to do it the best way possible. And I think technology comes comes into play is just to keep up with the demand that's that's out there now. It's the only way to do it. So so Jeff, very interesting stuff, and I really enjoy learning about Secret and also hearing some of your insights on the industry as well. How can people find out more information about Secret? Well, you can hit us up at Seagrid.com, S-E-E-G-R-I-D. Okay, and we'll put that link at thenewwarehouse.com as well. So, Jeff, thank you once again for your time on the show. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.